my name is Winnie Mangui and welcome to the Mental Wealth Podcast. So um, I started this podcast to create a safe space that we need to have difficult conversations around mental health and hopefully dismantle certain stereotypes. I will be majorly talking on anxiety, depression and self-esteem issues. Hopefully as time goes by, we can span the scope of this conversation. So um, I created this space to be a part of my healing journey as I get more vulnerable and candid with sharing intimate aspects of my process with you guys. Hopefully we can normalize these conversations and my story can inspire you on the other side and create or be a part of something bigger than myself. So yeah, um, now that I've shared my intentions with you all, I'll start off with my story. Like I said, my name is Winnie and I am one of 10 children. I'm my mother's favorite child. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be my siblings either, but <laughs> I come from a very loving, supportive and mostly loud household. I actually record my childhood as being a happy one. I do not have any recollection of anxiety. It was only when I commenced my high school journey and I noticed a small change, a very small change really. But um, my battles became more prominent when I traveled to South Africa for my A-levels. I did not take it seriously because I was still functioning normally in the sense that I was still excelling in school and getting my grades. But in that time, my mind was slowly becoming poisoned by these unhealthy self-destructive thoughts that I could not seem to escape. And the further I pushed them, the louder these voices got until it went downhill. I found myself in situations where my heart was racing, my palms were sweating, my breathing was abnormally heavy and all of a sudden nothing was clear anymore and I will see everything and nothing at the same time. I panicked essentially and that was my very first anxiety attack. Well, the first of many. And slowly after that, I started to feel crippled and trapped in my mind and I stopped enjoying things I did previously and that's how I started my withdrawal. I intentionally removed myself from a number of activities and social groups because I had gotten to the point where I felt defined, air quotes, by these self-destructive thoughts. And well, because I did not feel my best, I definitely stopped doing my best. Henceforth, my grades started to drop in one course in particular, AS Mathematics. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Probably the most toxic relationship I have ever been with. Ah, just thinking about it, ah, PTSD. <laughs> well, um, that was a major problem for me because in my past life, I was defined to a great extent by my intelligence and my academic performance. And so now I had this thing that was actively trying to take away at least who I thought I was. And I thought this 
failure of some sort was contagious and it would eventually spread into my other courses and probably other aspects of my life. So now came what we call depression. Yeah, because I started to feel like a failure. I thought if I could not do math, I will for some reason not pay my bills when I'm 25 or uh, something along those lines really. But in that moment, that's how I felt and that was very real for me and so raw. So well, um, it got to the point where people around me started to notice that something was different and they were able to point it out. You know, the fluctuation in energy, not attending certain classes, minimal social media posts. And if you know me, you know for a fact I post a lot. Very, for the most part, unnecessary content, but it makes me happy. But when I got into this phase, I stopped posting as much. And at that moment, it kind of felt like my struggles and for lack of a better word, my demons were being brought into the light and everyone could see just how vulnerable and air quotes weak I was. And that was scary because I wasn't willing to be seen as anything less than strong and confident or I got my life together because as a firstborn, we are sort of culture to always be the one with all the answers to be our siblings protectors essentially the second parent and i had just gotten to the point where i'd battled so much and i kept pushing it away and at this point it was demanding to be felt and dealt with all at once so in that period one of my friends shout out to you abdul <laughs> he suggested that maybe i should go see a therapist I'm sorry, what? Go see a who? <laughs> that was my very first response to his suggestion because the whole idea was so foreign to me. I'd only seen it in like TV or read about it in books. Really not. Like I'd never ever met someone who had seen a therapist, been to a therapist, anything like that at that time. But eventually he scheduled my appointments and I had my first session. I mean, at first it was weird because, I mean, why am I telling a stranger my problems? I was just looking at her, smiling and giving the most vague answers. She'd be like, how are you doing, Winnie? I'd be like, I'm fine. How are you doing? <laughs> One of those things. So um, at first I was very closed off. I was not quite willing to open up and share because, I mean, I never really met the person so it was a, a little bit <laughs> a little bit sketchy but as time went by i mean she definitely asked the right the right questions got my mind thinking in that direction and i was able to open up and share and basically a few sessions later she told me i had anxiety and i could not take it <laughs> so essentially anxiety um, is a disorder that leads to excessive nervousness fear apprehension or worry and i could not take it i was in a state of constant denial i said no and frankly some bit of shame and guilt as well i probably thought at that point i was too cute for any of that but clearly i wasn't at all anyway at least i'm still cute <laughs> but um for me the shame and the guilt came because 
I did not feel I had the privilege or the right to be anxious or depressed. And I felt like this because I grew up in such a privileged lifestyle and my parents definitely doing the most to send me to the best of schools in the country to provide the best of things that I needed and wanted. So I felt like God had been way too generous with me and definitely, you know, you leave that bubble, you leave your home, you leave the gate and you realize that, you know what, other people's not are not as fortunate as I am. And, you know, people have way less than I do. So in my mind, I sort of equated my depression to ungratefulness because, I mean, I thought, what else? Honestly, what else in the world do you want so you can be happy? You have a great family, loving parents, funny siblings, great friends. You attend a great school. Most of your grades are doing, I mean, great. You just have like one problem. And just so many reasons I thought I had to be grateful because you know, I'm healthy. My family is healthy. I mean, I wasn't really healthy, but you know, you, you get what I mean. And I just thought like deep inside I was one ungrateful child because how can you have all of this and still be depressed? And that's kind of the situation that I was in and I did not want to be in that situation because I didn't think I deserved to be in that situation. So like I said, this podcast will be um, intended on breaking stereotypes around mental health. And for today's stereotype, I will be talking about showing emotion and equating that emotion to weakness. And I just would like to come out and say, quote me, expressing emotion or feeling is not in any way a sign of weakness. In fact, I would argue that it takes a greater strength to be vulnerable with yourself and with others. And so what is this vulnerability? Well, thank you very much for your question. Very insightful. Um, the dictionary defines vulnerability as a state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. But um, I prefer renowned author Brene Brown's definition. She defines vulnerability, and I quote, the emotion we experience in times of anxiety uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. That could be maybe you've come out of a long-term relationship, you just had a breakup, so probably um, a vulnerable experience for you would be your first date after a breakup. And yeah, I feel like this is very important, especially for the men, because of the societal expectations we put on them to always be strong regardless of their situations to not cry to always be i don't know like strong and just not show any emotion but we need to create that space for people to be vulnerable without being judged or ridiculed so if you're out there and you're going through something i would like to say your feelings are real they are valid and I hope you have someone in your life you can talk to. They may not necessarily understand what you're going through or have the right answers, but there is healing in sharing and there's healing in being hurt. 
So, well, um, that's it for today's episode, our very first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening and being here. I will definitely do more episodes on how I handle anxiety, the tips and tricks I've learned, and ETC. We got a lot in store for you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend that let's build a family, let's build a network. But goodbye for now. I'll see you guys in the next um, episode. Yeah, keep growing